Hello, my name is Kaylee Ingham, also known as The Content Muse, and you are listening to my brand new podcast, Behind the Gram. Each week I'll be chatting with some amazing small business owners all about their relationship with social media, particularly Instagram. However, in this opening episode, I thought it was only right to introduce myself a little and let you know a bit about how I feel about the Gram and all its friends. So, let's get started. The first thing that you need to know about my relationship with social media is that I have recently turned 35, which I guess makes me an elder millennial. And while I'm not totally keen on the idea of being officially mid-30s, I do have to admit that one of the best things about it is that I didn't have to have my teenage years plastered all over social media. I vividly remember taking disposable cameras to parties, even at uni, and even when digital cameras had become more mainstream, it was still a total pain to upload them onto Facebook or any other social media. I definitely feel really grateful about that. It's a side of social media that I've never really had to worry about. Having said that, I am now a mum and I know that I will have to deal with that sooner or later. My daughter is still only six, so I hope I will have a little bit of time uh, before we get fully into the whole internet safety thing. And I also hope that by the time she is navigating social media for herself, that the laws surrounding online behaviour have caught up with the technology. It might be wishful thinking, but I will continue to keep my fingers crossed. If, like me, you are of elder millennial status, then it is very likely that you also came of age at the time of dial-up internet, MSN Messenger, MySpace and Bebo. I feel so nostalgic about these platforms now, although I seriously doubt I'll be checking out the relaunch of Bebo when it arrives later this year. I don't miss it that much. (laughs) When I look back at how I actually used platforms like MySpace and Bebo, it all feels very, very one-sided. It was all about creating a space where you would muck about and share things yourself without really a, a great expectation of other people commenting or or, or interacting with what you did. To be perfectly honest, I mainly remember it being a place where I did sort of silly quizzes. On Bebo, I liked some of the plugins where it was like morphing pictures of you into pictures of celebrities and back again. You know, highbrow. I think with new social media, the emphasis is much more on the social side of things, the interaction and the engagement. I first encountered the newer style of social media when I was in second year at the University of St Andrews. Um, It would have been 2004, 2005. Um, I was 19 and Facebook had just launched in the UK. It had already been going for a few months in universities in the US, um, but... St Andrews was one of um, the universities in the UK that 
um, was involved in the initial uh, launch over here. And to say it was popular would be an understatement. It really felt as though it went from not to 60 in no time at all. Um, one day I had never heard of it before and the next thing everybody had a Facebook profile. Back then Facebook was, it was fairly basic. You could friend request people, you could write on their wall, you could poke them if anyone remembers that and there wasn't an awful lot you could do beyond that. You certainly couldn't upload photos um, beyond really your profile picture. Uh, you couldn't like things, that sort of thing. However, it was a brilliant way to connect with people at university. And very quickly you got to know people. Um, if you met them at a party, if you met them in a, a lecture, you would... Um, befriend them on Facebook and and it was a great way to kind of create a network of contacts. Looking back at early Facebook, one of the funny things about it is that it actually was fairly insular within the community you were already in. Um, so, for example, I didn't really have many friends on Facebook for a long time that weren't from the University of St Andrews, that didn't, that didn't go there um, at the same time as me. And I do remember it feeling really odd when it started to open up and it wasn't just selected universities, it was all universities. And then it kind of went beyond that and it became just everybody. You didn't have to have an academic email address anymore it, it just it opened uh, it opened up um to the whole world and that did feel really odd and and i can't imagine actually going back to that kind of more um insular version of it but it was very much just the way things were um initially um and certainly for the first few years when I left university, um, I took a year out, um, but then I went into teaching. And obviously, the first thing that you are taught when you um, decide to train as a teacher is that you have to lock down the privacy settings on your social media. Um, it's not a case of not being allowed to have social media or being discouraged from having social media. It is just keep it as private as you can and be so aware that um, your presence on social media um, can be scrutinised, um, particularly if it is um, publicly available. So as soon as I went into teaching, that's very much what I did. I made sure my privacy settings were at the highest possible level. And the thought of being found by a pupil, a former pupil, um, a parent. Oh, it it filled me with absolute dread. I used to be terrified of the thought of 
logging into my Facebook account and and finding that I'd been friend requested um, by someone that I taught or some or someone I used to teach. Um, it just it, it really did fill me with absolute terror. Um, and I would I would do kind of regular checks on privacy settings, making sure everything was still um, as it should be. I was very, very careful about the things I did post. Um, and if there was anything from my pre-teaching days that I didn't think should be there, um, I very quickly made sure that they were removed. Um, there wasn't really anything major, but um, I was I was paranoid about how things could be perceived. Um, and I think that is what makes it so funny to think that now I have a very public social media presence and I'm still very, very careful about what I put out there. I don't want to put anything out there that is going to be offensive or... Um, hurtful or hateful or it's just not who I am and I'm very very careful about the way that I um, present myself but at the same time I don't take myself too seriously um, a lot of the time I'm quite happy to post reels where I will look a little bit silly um, and it does seem like a very long way away from that um very very private view of um of, of social media that I had when I was teaching um so that is um quite a transformation <laughs> So I left teaching in 2017 to be a full-time mum to my daughter, who at that point was um, just coming up on three. Um, and that meant that we had two years um, together before um, she went off to school. Um, and when the time came round and I, I could see this um, transition to school on the horizon, I knew that I was going to have to find something um, for myself that I wanted to do. Um, and so I got a part-time job um, and I still was thinking, I'd had this idea when I first left teaching that I would possibly go into proofreading. I had done a proofreading course, um, I had done a copy editing course and that was where I thought I was going to be going but then I um, began to help out a friend who was preparing to launch um, her business and I offered to help out um, with the social media and in particular um, Instagram and that was it I from that point on I just totally fell in love with it I, I really enjoyed creating graphics um, I really enjoyed writing the captions researching um, hashtags um, looking at the 
insights and finding out what was working, what wasn't working. Um, I was just, I was kind of hooked. And so I started to um, come up with a plan for launching my business. And um, over the course of maybe about six months, um, I put plans into action um, and I set a date of the 17th of April 2020 um, to launch. Um, that would have been my grandfather's 100th birthday and I liked the kind of idea of the the sort of significance of the date. Um, and so I set my my launch date and I was working towards that and then the pandemic hit <laughs> and I had to decide whether or not to continue on as planned or whether to to hold off and, and see what was going to happen um I am very glad that I decided to go ahead with it I still launched on the 17th of April um 2020 um I mean who could I certainly wouldn't have predicted that everything would have gone on as long as it has. Um, but also there was really no point in delaying because as a social media manager, as a an Instagram coach, um, a lot or the majority of my work is, is digital anyway. Um, I would like to go down the route of in-person workshops, in-person training. Um, but... It is entirely possible to keep everything online um, at the moment and I, I am, I'm fine with that. One of the interesting things that I very quickly learned um, after launching the content news was that um, every single social media platform is um, completely um, its own entity. Um, it works in its own way, it has its own feel, um, it has its own positives and negatives and it is entirely possible to work in social media and um, not use or not like certain social media platforms and that is something I have definitely definitely found. Um, so here are just a few of my thoughts on some of the main uh, social media platforms and how I use them and if I use them for uh, personal use or my business or, or both. <laughs> For me, Facebook is the place where I keep in touch with my real life friends. Because it is a platform that I started using in university and because it was so wildly popular in St Andrews at that time, there are a lot of people on there that I went to university with or that I knew in early adulthood that I would completely lose touch with if I deleted my account and I don't want to lose touch with them. Facebook is how I get to keep up with their news about engagements and weddings, babies, career changes and everything else. And and I love it for that. I know that some people get really um, annoyed about sort of having to wade through all the wedding pictures and baby photos and, and so on. But for me, I actually love that part of it. It's about seeing where the people in my life are at, what stages they are going through. 
I've also found recently that Facebook has become a place where I can connect more with my local community. Since becoming a mum, and particularly I find since my daughter started school, Facebook has become a place where I can find out what is going on locally. And that has been brilliant. Within her school, each year group has a Facebook group where all the parents can support one another and, to be perfectly honest, find out where cardigans, gym shoes and all the rest of it have disappeared to. I'm also able to keep up with the latest information about different things happening at the school, different things happening in the local community, clubs and groups that are running. And within the last year, since during lockdown, there has been a brilliant local upcycle group which has launched in the, the community, which has been fantastic. So many amazing things being shared amongst the community, people having clear outs and sort of so many kind of little gems to find. I am definitely planning a clear out of Smalls toys during the summer and oh my goodness, there's going to be so much stuff going up on the upcycle page. <laughs> and so Facebook is for me fantastic for that kind of thing. In terms of my business, I probably actually think that for Facebook, my business benefits from the private groups that I am part of that are associated with different memberships that I have. So ones that are specifically about social media management, where social media managers can talk about how to solve problems, can share information um, and can brainstorm ideas. I find that so useful to be part of that kind of community. Also just groups about building online businesses and, and about being a freelancing parent or a business owning parent. Again, being able to share that, share information, share the kind of joys and frustrations that come along with the lifestyle. But I do find that I am not when it comes to my own Facebook page for my business, I'm not so keen on actually doing an awful lot there. I kind of tend to draw a blank. Facebook for me is more is more personal. It's more about the personal rather than about business. And that is something that I'm working on. I know that I need to become a bit more businessy on there and it's going to be a great place to promote my business. But for me, it just, it feels, I think, I don't know whether it may be because of, I don't know, it just feels more personal. When it comes to Twitter, Twitter is really not for me. I like to have a browse from time to time and I do try and keep on top of what is happening on Twitter. However, personally, I find the vast majority of tweets incredibly dull. And also, I feel like a lot of it is trying to trawl through a whole load of garbage looking for a gem. And again, I just feel the way it's laid out, you can get so lost in all of the comments and oh it just oh no it's it's not for me it's not for me I know that some people live and die by Twitter but I've never massively seen the appeal I quite like reading like a BuzzFeed article rounding up some of the best ones and yeah there are some people who are incredibly funny and inc incredibly witty on Twitter but I struggle to find those people <laughs> too much effort not enough reward in my opinion. Mm -hmm.
I love the idea of TikTok and I love the creativity you see on there. And as well as that, I really enjoy making reels for Instagram. So you would think that that would translate into me making more use of TikTok myself. I've posted a couple of times, but I, again, I don't know if TikTok itself is really for me in terms of my own personal use and certainly for the business I don't know if it's quite where I want to be and mainly I just enjoy falling into a bit of a random TikTok hole when I'm having a break. The only problem is it is so easy to lose so much time on there. Just incredibly easy. So I do kind of limit my time on TikTok for sure. In terms of how I do use it for my business I find it quite useful to see what's happening over on TikTok because there's a lot of trends that are starting there and are gaining traction on TikTok and then moving over onto Reels a few days or a couple of weeks later. And so I think it's good to know what's happening and what's popular on TikTok because it, it gives you a, a little bit of a, a head start on Reels. And I should probably give a little bit of a mention to the likes of Snapchat, Reddit, Tumblr. They kind of appeared at a time where I wasn't looking to get involved with other social media things. And, and so I've kind of very much missed the boat on all of them. I've not really tried them. Snapchat, I've tried very very briefly, not even properly. I literally have downloaded it so that my daughter can play with the filters and she got bored within a week and it got deleted again. So that is basically it. I think the other problem for Snapchat is that it was launched at a time when I was still teaching and pretty much everything I know about Snapchat comes from what pupils told me. So like, I know that there's such a thing as a snap streak and I know that that's a very big deal and I also know that if you have to go on a residential trip to somewhere with no signal you will lose your snap streak and that is apparently a disaster. So that's pretty much the extent of my knowledge. I feel like I should mention these other platforms but they're definitely not something that I am au fait with. It will come as absolutely no surprise that my favourite place to hang out online is Instagram. Obviously I have built a business around Instagram and I love learning about how it works, how it can be so beneficial to small businesses, how it can be so beneficial to community building and relationship building. But to be honest I am actually quite surprised at myself for enjoying it so much. It took me a good few years to even consider joining Instagram and certainly when I first joined it was just to kind of have a nosy and see what was going on there. I started off on Instagram following quite a lot of mummy bloggers. At that point in time I had quite a young child. I probably started using Instagram when small was about two maybe and I did find some kind of comfort in seeing how other parents, other mums particularly, were 
dealing with motherhood and that kind of felt like that that was going to be where I wanted to be but very quickly I realized that actually that wasn't it that wasn't what I wanted that wasn't the community that I wanted to be part of and I actually found myself looking around various different parts of Instagram trying to find the kind of place that I wanted to be I really like following bookstagram accounts so yeah all these people talking about these wonderful books and some of them are so incredibly imaginative and creative with the way that they present everything just really beautiful imagery beautiful photography and for a while I kind of wanted to be a bit like them and when I was thinking about having my own page and trying to kind of grow a following I found myself wanting to be kind of one of the bookstagrammers but to be honest I think I quite like just following those accounts I don't want to be one of those accounts I think I would feel a huge amount of pressure to actually be reading all the time I don't feel like I read quickly enough and I don't I didn't want to read out of obligation I've always been one of those people that I love to read but I love to read on my own terms if I was asked to read something for school or for uni I would do it but I would faff about with it I like the idea of of reading purely for pleasure and so again I kind of quickly went off the bookstagram idea and then the same went for things like I, I love following crafting accounts particularly crochet and again I thought about could I maybe could that be what I wanted to do but again I, I don't crochet very quickly I don't I'm terrible at actually finishing things because I get so excited about starting something else and I, I knew I would just feel this terrible pressure to be constantly creating and that that would take up all my time and time that I didn't have and actually it slowly dawned on me that what I loved about Instagram was the thought of how you actually build these communities it wasn't about the fact that I didn't necessarily want to build a page within those kind of communities but I wanted to understand how that happened I wanted to look at how you planned out content I wanted to look at how you used all the kind of tricks of Instagram all the kind of the kind of tools that are available how you can you could actually put all that together and that it it turns out that is the bit that really interests me is is how it all kind of works so yes I love 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 bookstagram pages I love craft pages but actually I really love just finding out about how it all works and how you can make connections with other people and how you can build your presence on Instagram and and the kind of mechanics of it. And yeah, that's something that has kind of surprised me. I didn't think that that would be the kind of thing that I would be interested in. But here we are. Hands down, my favourite thing about Instagram over all other social media platforms is the sense of community and I feel that once you find your community on Instagram it just it's so lovely and I've been very fortunate to meet some amazing people on Instagram people who I would never have met otherwise and who I still haven't met in real life but who are genuinely close friends and who I communicate with on a daily basis and I think that's just amazing that you can create that sense of that real sense of community, knowing that you have people on there that have your back. My least favourite things. I have to mention the fact that Instagram is going through a period of constant change 
or certainly it feels like it in the last year, just absolutely constant change between the introduction of reels. We've now got live rooms, we've got guides, we've got all sorts of different changes going on and certainly keeping up with the change can be a little a little bit overwhelming and I can totally see why people who own small businesses and are using Instagram to promote their businesses would get frustrated by all those changes because it is another thing to have to take on board at least with my small business my business is Instagram so that is what I do it's not something it's not an extra task that I am having to do so I I can absorb a lot of the change more easily but I can absolutely understand the frustration for for other people trying to decide whether these new features are something that they are going to incorporate into their business strategy the other negative thing that I find about Instagram is that it is very very easy to compare yourself to other people and to forget that actually what is happening on somebody's Instagram grid is not real life it is just a tiny little snapshot and I really do have to remind myself on honestly a daily basis that Instagram is not reality that that is everything is framed in a particular way it is the messaging is done in a particular way so yeah the the temptation to compare is really really great but I do spend a good amount of time just reminding myself that it is not reality the other thing is it's very easy to become overwhelmed if you are creating for Instagram and particularly because there's so many people that are saying that you're ha- you should be churning out loads of content every single day and it is easy to become totally overwhelmed by the whole thing and in order for me to deal with that I try and set boundaries to stop myself from getting too overwhelmed by everything so for example I like to batch create my content so I will if I'm looking at how-to content things like like how to do something on Canva or how to I'm now just drawing a blank then I will do a whole lot of how-to how-to content in one go if I am looking to make memes I will make a big bunch of them in one go creating reels particularly because it's a real making reels can be a faff because you're getting your camera ready you're getting your lighting ready you're getting your outfits ready for me it sometimes will involve actually putting makeup on and so I will batch create those so that rather than having to get myself set up each time I can get set up once and then film like half a dozen or more reels all in one go and then that's a whole load of them in the bank and I know that I've got them there for when I need them and it just it's so much quicker so much easier to batch create other things that I do to help avoid overwhelm I take I try and take the weekend off as much as I can I will maybe appear on to just have a look and see what other people are doing I'll maybe post something to my stories if there's something of interest that I um, maybe I've seen something that I think my audience will like or if I'm doing something particularly interesting I might post about it but I try really hard to take weekends off. When I first launched last year I was trying to post seven days a week and very quickly I felt overwhelmed. I just felt that I was I, I just I, I was 
I just didn't give myself any breathing space to be a bit more creative or to come up with ideas or to, to like research things and it was it was overwhelming and so I, t- I decided that the world would not stop if I took the weekend off and I have to say some weekends I will notice that if I've had a couple of days not posting I'll see a little bit of a tail or drop off in follower numbers but for the most part it's maybe one or two people and it always bounces back during the week so I don't I'm not going to get too hit up about follower numbers tailing off because I'm not posting every single day it is what it is I also try and set myself time limits for engagement so that I'm not just endlessly scrolling or endlessly engaging giving it a set time like saying right okay I've got 20 minutes this morning to do that and I can and in this 20 minutes I'm going to look at posts that have that are from people that I already follow and already know and then maybe my afternoon engagement will be looking at hashtags within my niche or within my kind of target audience and engaging with some of the content there and trying to find new accounts that I have maybe not interacted with before so I try and sort of set myself those time limits and and be a bit more focused on my engagement so that I I don't get stuck in the the mindless scroll the mindless scroll because that's very very easy to get, get trapped in there. Mostly though, when I'm using Instagram, I just try and be kind to myself. I might make mistakes. I might accidentally misspell something. I might accidentally post something that isn't perfect. I might sort of have. I might take a day off even during the week just because I I need to I feel like I need to I might not do my engagement properly I might get stuck in a, a mindless scroll but it's all okay and I just try really hard to to just remind myself that it's it's Instagram it's it's okay it's 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 fun it's supposed to be fun and I just need to take it for what it is and as I say be kind to myself So there you have it, a potted history of my dealings with social media and how I came to frame my entire business around Instagram. In the coming episodes, you will get to hear interviews with some amazing small business owners about their relationship with social media, which platforms they prefer using and how they use social media to build their business. In the meantime, you can get in touch with me by emailing Kaylee at thecontentmuse.co.uk or you can find me on, surprise surprise, Instagram at thecontentmuse. Thank you so much for listening to this first episode of uh, the podcast and I do hope you can join me again for another look behind the gram.